Welcome to Precept to Practice, another CE Impact podcast. CE Impact is a leader in pharmacy education and lifelong learning. Visit www.ceimpact.com for more information. The PDP podcast is dedicated to helping preceptors grow and learn while balancing the demands of a busy schedule. This podcast is for the professional preceptor who wants to thrive and is looking for the tips and tricks to succeed while headed to work. Today's episode features Taylor Birch, a faculty member at Washington State University. Taylor sat down with two preceptors to discuss how to help students prepare for a residency program, cope with the busy demands of being a resident, and how to decide what path to take after residency say that this is also great learning for the individuals and the learners that are not necessarily doing residency program because work is work and it can be just as busy, Uh, but it's exciting to hear this focus on residency support. So let's hear what they have to say. Taylor? All right. Well, it's a pleasure to have you here today, Megan Cheyenne. My name is Taylor. Um, Yeah, I'm from Washington State University, faculty member there. Um, And I will have Megan introduce herself first uh, to the preceptors out there. Hi, I'm Megan Wilson. I'm a clinical associate professor at WSU as well. And so just a little bit about my role and kind of my practice. And so I'm a practicing pharmacist at an acute care hospital here in uh, Spokane, Washington. I practice in round with the internal medicine residency teaching team, where I work with both student pharmacists and pharmacy residents, as well as the medical uh, learners as well. And so then in uh, the classroom, I teach throughout the curriculum in um, general topics, general medicine, as well as pharmacy communication, and then uh, help uh, co-teach a residency preparation elective uh, with Cheyenne. So my name is Cheyenne Newsom. I'm an ambulatory care pharmacist at the Mann Grandstaff VA Medical Center in Spokane, Washington. Um, at my practice site, I preset both API students and also um, our PGY residents. And I'm also the residency program coordinator at our VA. Um, and then I also uh, teach at WSU um, along with Megan. And yes, our residency preparation elective is one of my favorite classes to teach there. All right, great. So yeah, we'll get into it for our preceptors here. So the first question um, would be for those out there. Uh, so how how do you help your students prepare for an interview um, for residency? So when I, when students come to me and they're asking what should they do to prepare for an interview, um, I always have them start by researching lots of different interview questions and then just start practicing them. And I'll even encourage them to write out their answers um, to interview questions. And if they, they feel like their answer is kind of generic, then I have them do this thing that I call the why three times. So I'll have them kind of think about what their answer is and then ask them um, why that's their answer. So why do you want to be a pharmacist? Why do you want to do a residency? And kind of see what their first answer is to that. Um, and then kind of have them kind of keep digging deeper until they really get to, um, you know, that, that core of what makes them unique. Um, what they can provide for that residency program. I also tell them to start practicing early. Don't wait until you get that first interview offer to start practicing for interviews. Um, you can start practicing as soon as you uh, submit those uh, 
submit your applications. Just assume you're going to get an interview and start practicing. I also encourage them not just to practice, you know, writing out their answers, but practice out loud, practice in the mirror, um, practice with peers, practice with your family. A lot of students are nervous about interviews, and I think the more that they can practice, the more they get out their nerves and the, the better settled they are when, when it comes to that interview day. Megan, what else do you have? You know, Cheyenne, um, we do very similar. I think practice is that key piece and practice and practice and practice. Um, and so with that, I do as well have students uh, Google questions. There's a lot of questions available online, as well as different residency sites. They've had just different questions posted, really focusing sometimes a lot on the scenario questions. Uh, one of the things kind of thinking about how early to start with practicing, uh, a lot of students, I encourage them to keep track of several like cases or examples that they've had from their rotations. So they may take like a journal and review some of those interesting cases that they had and had an impact uh, as a student pharmacist. So what did they do and what was their role? Um, as far as like practicing with friends and family, that is great as well. Sometimes even recording themselves um, on like a Zoom platform so they can see themselves as well as hear how their answers were, I think was really important. And then kind of when they prepare for those interviews, really preparing for going on site is making sure, you know, they arrive early, they are dressed for, you know, we might say success um, as like the the typical term you say dress for success and then making sure they have those comfortable shoes as they prepare for that interview when they walk in the door. Great. Thank you for that. Um, so next question is to you, Cheyenne. So what kind of tips do you have um, for quickly evaluating a CV for preceptors out there? Yeah. So quickly evaluating a CV can be challenging. So um I know this year our program received 50 applications for our two residency spots. So that was a lot of applications to go through. And so, yeah, it definitely becomes a, a task that you need to be able to do efficiently. Um, so I think the, the tips for being able to do that quickly is really having in mind what you're looking for in a candidate or a student. Um, to help you some kind of rubric to help you really pick out what are the, the pieces that um, are experiences that I think this student could have that would make them, you know, more successful or a better fit for, for our institution. Um, another thing is obviously checking out, um, you know, grammar mistakes um, and kind of looking for things like that. But it can be hard to be able to do that quickly because you do want to make sure you you get the full picture of the, the student and um, are able to really assess what their experiences have been. Great. Thank you. Yeah. And Megan, anything else to add to that? You know, I really um, didn't think about this as I took it as a student's perspective as well. And so really those steps echo what I would recommend for students when they review their CVs. So um, looking for typos, having multiple people look at it, um, but also thinking about maybe having, um, making sure as a student, you know everything that's on your CV. Um, so just kind of the, the flip side of the coin for students who might be preparing um, is very similar to what um, 
you as a reviewer might do to prepare or look at a, a CV quickly. Awesome. Thank you. And then I'm actually going to ask the next question to you, Megan. Um, so how do you help your students decide what path to take next when there are just so many options um, in front of them? Thanks, Taylor. I think one of the things is really sitting down with the student and I think having that conversation with somebody and having them think out loud, um, kind of think about some things and really do some self-reflection. And so always encourage them that self-reflection. Um, and this is a, one of the first things we do in our residency preparation elective is we have them self-reflect, um, really think about what their ideal job would be what are their really their career goals? Where do they see themselves in the next five years? And if they were to really design that uh, ideal position, ideal job, then kind of work backwards. What do they need to do to get there? So taking that uh, first step is where do they want to be? And then we'll take and make a pathway for them to figure out what they want to do. I think it's probably the biggest thing is what do they want out of it? Um, and then kind of helping them decide from there. And I think that can be a difficult challenge, but I think that has to come within that student um, or that individual. I think that's something hard. Um, but once they start getting questions and kind of know where they want to be, I think they are able to make that decision. So Cheyenne, any thoughts you had? Yeah, absolutely. I think they, they've got to start out with thinking, what are what are those long-term career goals? What, what do they want? And then what is the path to get them there? So another thing I, I recommend if they do kind of figure out, you know, I want to be an AM care pharmacist or I want to be a faculty member um, is to connect with someone who's in that role and ask them, you know, what path they took, what would they recommend, what experiences were helpful to them. Um, so I think once you kind of identify where you want to be, being able to connect with someone who's there and ask them for, you know, advice on how that student can, can get there too um, is another great, great way to help decide, um, yeah, residency, fellowship, um, you know, where, where they're going after graduation. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, Megan, so who would you recommend write a letter of recommendation for your student, and and I suppose that this is more again, if a student's asking their preceptor, you know, who should I seek for help with writing this letter recommendation? Who, who would that individual be, and maybe any more insight on that? Thanks, Taylor. I think when I'm talking with students about letters of recommendation, both from the residency prep elective, and then as a preceptor being asked. Uh, would I write a letter? I think one of the first things to do is always look at um, which programs you want to apply for. And so each program may have different criteria. And so looking at those criteria, what kind of letters of recommendation are each of those programs needing? And so then getting, um, making sure you have everybody that would meet those criteria. So if you need somebody that's a preceptor, somebody that's a faculty member, somebody that's an employer, looking to see what you're going to need and then reaching out to those individuals. So I think that's really that first step. The next step is decide who is going to make that great letter. So I think letters of recommendation are a real art or kind of have that um, a kind of an art and a science to it. So there's really that piece that a good letter writer um, and maybe not so good a letter writer. Uh, so 
they have to know the student really well. Um, the student had to perform really well and have that good relationship. And then um, somebody that's written letters before that can really speak um, to some qualities that um, make you or that student outstanding. So I think that is kind of the first step for who to pick a letter of rep from. Um, and then giving that letter of recommendation writer quite a bit of time to kind of prepare. Because I know when you start writing those letters of recommendation, you really um, forecast now if you're doing an ASHP residency is very structured. And so those kind of tips may be slightly different, but um, they do take some time from your letter writers and making sure they're going to be able to get that done within the time frame that the student's needing. Any other thoughts or additions, Cheyenne? Yeah, I think they, the student definitely should pick someone who knows them well um, and who is invested in them because it does take a, a good amount of time to write one of those um, ASHP forecast letters of recommendation. Um, so picking someone who's really invested in that student and someone who, who they know well and they've had um, lots of interactions with. Um, it's, it's challenging to write a letter for a student who, you know, I only had in, in a large classroom setting, even if they were great there, it can be hard to highlight, you know, specific characteristics and attributes um, about that particular student. So picking someone who's had a lot of interactions with the student and yeah, is really in their corner and in supportive of, of their um, future, I think, are, are other good things to just re-echo what, what Megan said. Okay, great. So yeah, now, you know, sort of fast forwarding to the future, when the students are going through those residencies, um, yeah, it's just a, it's a lot of time, it's a lot of effort, um, it's extremely rigorous. So what sort of advice do you have for those students trying to stay mentally tough and fit throughout the rigorous work schedules and the demands of the residency? Yeah, so I think they can start by, um, you know, thinking about this before they're even in their residency program. Um, by picking a program, um, you know, asking questions when they're looking at programs of what type of mentorship do you have? Um, how do you check in with your residents about their stress levels? Those kind of things. And then also kind of knowing themselves, knowing, um, you know, what, what helps them when they're in those stressful times. And then being sure that if, if they are struggling, that they reach out and say something to um, their program director. Um, you know, they, they rely on their, their peers as well and um, just share their struggles because they're not the only resident who's feeling overwhelmed. And a lot of times just, you know, feeling like you're part of a community and you're not alone uh, can be really comforting and, and reassuring to that resident. Um, and just, yeah, making sure you're talking to your mentors and just being open about, about your struggles and, and where you're at with um, your program, I think, can, can help the students um, maintain success and maybe have the preceptors intervene or guide the students to be more efficient in some areas or where they should be focusing to, to help lighten that load that they're carrying. But it is definitely going to be a, a very challenging year. So making sure they go into that with that expectation can also, I think, set them up for success. What else do you think, Megan, can help those students or residents, I guess? I would say almost everything exactly the same. Just a couple small things maybe to add is not to wait till you're just 
completely out you need. Um, so take that time, um, reach out earlier rather than later. So don't wait till you're completely stressed. You can't do anymore. You're about to break. Don't ever wait to that point. Um, thinking of a another analogy that I was um, taught is don't wait till your cup's empty because it takes too much to fill it up at that point. Um, really kind of work on this process as a continuum and making sure you're staying mentally healthy there. The other thing is uh, trying to make sure you take time for yourself. And I know even everybody um, probably has uh, times where we need to do this as you know faculty, as mentors to our residents, and then as residents is finding something you like to do and making sure you make that time to still do that, um, both during residency um, even in rotations, and then again, once you get out into those uh, pharmacy positions. Great, yeah, yeah. Again, really demanding schedule. Um, you know, we we just there's so many moving pieces in a residency that it's it's really hard to stop and take a moment to look around you and and look what you know look what your work schedule looks like and plan for events outside of that residency. So maybe again, reintroducing yourself to nature and um, having a, a healthy, you know, regimented schedule, I think, and then setting some boundaries is always important. Um, and then I, I suppose just for sort of our closing notes, the preceptors out there, any advice um, on, on precepting in general and preparing students for residency? Uh, and that's to you, Cheyenne. Um, I think we hit on a lot of a lot of good points. I think students, um, you know, there's more and more students interested in residencies, and as they are um, being quite competitive, I think just supporting these, you know, students that are eager, making sure they, you know, recognize that it's a competitive process, and that they're they're planning ahead and doing everything they can to make themselves the best candidate and put their, their best foot forward, present their best self on their application um, and that interview day. So just being sure they're doing everything they can to prepare and be successful. Great, thanks. Yeah, and Megan, anything? You know, I, I completely agree with Cheyenne's comment. I think as um, students that I'm working with now, just taking even some time to sit down with them and kind of talk about what they have coming up even taking some time to reflect back on interviews that they just had, um, what those next steps might be, um, potentially even offering for that CV review, a letter of rec review, um, depending on that time. Uh, so I think um, we covered a lot of uh, a lot of the key points. Great. Thank you. Well, that brings us to the end of the podcast today. Thank you both, Megan and Cheyenne, for being here. Um, it was great to hear from you both, and um, we appreciate your input. My pleasure. Mine too. Thank you, Taylor. Thank you, Taylor, Megan, and Cheyenne for another great episode. I love the introspection recommendation. I always ask our students, who do you want to be when you grow up? Granted, I never envisioned myself on podcasts, so you never really know. Uh, as our listeners continue to precept, mentor, and support students transition to employment, don't forget to check out some of the great educational content designed for preceptors in our show notes. We have courses that will review helping your students get ready for interviews, how to evaluate uh, CVs, rotations, residencies, and jobs, oh my, helping your students decide what's next, writing letters of recommendations that matter. Um, and as always, if you're looking for other engaging ways to 
uh, continue your lifelong learning journey or to learn, uh, check out the courses uh, that are offered every month and on demand with the CE Impact Pharmacist subscription. You can always find out more at ceimpact.com slash pharmacist. And we look forward to you joining us for the next episode of Precept to Practice.